Greetings, lovelies. Welcome to the Sexy Stories podcast and the exciting and sensual conclusion of season two of The Manor. I am Virginia, and I will be your guide to all things supernatural, fantastical, and sensual. Please, make yourself comfortable. Don't forget, the podcast is only the deliciously naughty tip of the iceberg, and there is an ebook with all the lovely plot too. It is available from all major retailers for 99 cents, or equivalent depending on where you are. Links are at my website, virginiawaits.com, or search for my name, Virginia Waits, at your favourite online retailer, and up it will pop. You don't want to miss out on all the delightful fun. Ahiana, dragon shifter and sister to Draga's deceased mate, has arrived at the manor, having finally tracked him down via the magical outburst that occurred when he and Ollie bonded themselves together. She is determined to make him pay for the death of her sister, believing he murdered her, even though it was no fault of Draga's. When she attacked Ollie, Albeit accidentally, and Draga believed his mate dead, his fury finally gave her the battle she desired. Only the intervention of Fuyuko and Paden has allowed Ollie to survive, placing him in impervious ice with his life suspended. Once revived, he has been able to get through to Draga, but only Lucy's incredible power and Draga's mother's surprising and timely arrival has saved him from Ahiana's rage-filled attacks. With a special gift from his mother, Draga plans to approach Ollie to bring them even closer together. Welcome to the Manor, Season 2, Episode 12. Sit back, relax, and I shall begin. Ollie had not accompanied Draga down to see his mother off, so they had a chance to talk without him. He was good at reading people, and he could tell there was something Kional wanted to speak to her son about, but was holding back. He spent the entire time Draga was out of his sight, pacing up and down, but as soon as Draga returned, he knew he had made the right decision. "'Do you need to talk about it?' he asked, just in case. Draga walked over, took him by the hand and led him into the bedroom. He could see his mate had something in his other hand— but not what, and he sat on the end of the bed facing Draga when urged to do so. For a few minutes today, I thought I had lost you, Draga said, holding his hand gently, 
rubbing a thumb over the back of his index finger while staring at it. Ollie could see the broken expression in Draga's eyes when his mate finally looked up, and it made his heart ache. I shouldn't have, he started to apologise. This is not on you, Draga told him quickly. This is all on me and my brethren. You only did what you felt you had to. I could never blame you for that. Ollie fell silent. He wasn't so sure, but he could see Draga wanted to speak. It made me realise what I would become if I ever lost you, Draga said. I'm not going anywhere, he promised. I'm Fay, and my clock won't run out any faster than yours. But you're not just Fay, Draga contradicted him and Fay can only heal so much. So can dragon shifters, or did you miss the huge gash across your chest that your mum had to heal for you? he asked. But if I get hit by dragon fire, I might lose some hair, be a little bit singed, Draga said, but I will walk away. But only dragons can do that, Dee, Ollie pointed out. I can't ever be a dragon. He frowned as Draga stopped and took a deep breath. No, Draga eventually agreed, but you can carry part of one within you, which would make you more like me. Ollie's frown deepened. I already do, he pointed out. Your magic and my magic touch all the time. Not magic, Draga told him. Something physical. That's impossible, Ollie said. I would have said so as well, Draga agreed, opening his hand and allowing a locket to fall from it to the length of the chain. But not according to my mother, and before you say anything, this is human magic that came into my mother's possession. She's had it for hundreds of years. Ollie reached out tentatively and brushed his fingers over the silver. The magic he sensed felt deep and thick, like treacle, where most magic he came into contact with was like sprinkled sugar. It was kind of comforting. How does it work? he asked. I place my blood in the locket, Draga explained. We put it around your neck, and we seal the spell with love. Love is a very broad term, Ollie pointed out. Given the age of the spell, I suspect love means sex, Draga replied. That is the most direct exhibition of love I can think of in the short term. The magic under his fingers felt warm as Ollie thought about that. I think you're right, he agreed. What will it do to me? Make you a little bit like me, Draga told him, a bit more robust. It would mean your human part could never overcome your fey heritage. You know that's not likely to happen anyway, don't you? Ollie asked. 
The balance is set when we're born. Some are more fey, some are more human. I took after my mum. I know, Draga said with a nod, but today has made me paranoid. I'm sure I'll be fine in a few days, and I would never force this on you, but my mother seemed to think it was important. And we're likely to end up with curious dragon shifters turning up every now and then too, right? Ollie asked. Quite possibly, Draga admitted. We are a phenomenon. Ollie leaned forward and rested his head against Draga's. He let himself sink into the magic under his fingertips, feeling it out in only the way a fay could. There was no way to comprehend the complicated enchantment on it, but he let the eddies of it play in his mind. This was made with love, he said, opening his eyes. He hadn't even realised he'd closed them. My mother said it was made for a love that never came to be, Draga said. She enhanced it over the years, but it was made for this purpose by two people who never had a chance to use it. Then we should, Ollie decided. We definitely should. He moved in further, placing his lips against Draga's. We should now, he added between tiny kisses. Draga brought up his free hand, cupping Ollie's face and deepening the kiss. For a few moments they reacquainted themselves with each other, like it was something they really needed to do. Maybe they did after all that had happened. Ollie eventually pulled back, breathless and needy. Let's shower and come back here for this, Draga said, placing the locket on the middle of the bed. Ollie nodded. It took no time to get out of their clothes and under the warm spray. Ollie couldn't help himself, tracing the still fading line across Draga's chest. It had never been life-threatening, but it was like a symbol of what might have happened. He had come so close to death today. Draga had stood against one of his own, and only Lucy had stopped it becoming something worse. We survived, Draga said, lifting his chin. We will always survive. And looking into his mate's eyes, Ollie believed him. They washed each other, shedding the reminders of the day for bright, clean skin. Draga stood behind him, pushed up close so Ollie could feel his mate's healthy erection flush against his arse as Draga washed his front with a soft, soapy sponge. He gasped quietly as Draga used the suds running down his body to soap up his cock, stroking him to full hardness and kissing along his neck at the same time. Taking their time, they each made sure the other was spotless before they fell out of the shower. They dried off themselves as quickly as possible, not touching for the few minutes it took for fear of not making it into the bedroom. Ollie toweled off his hair, 
while Draga gave his a perfunctory wipe and tied it up in an incredibly sexy topknot. It was all Ollie could do not to jump his mate there and then. Only as they walked back into the bedroom did his eyes fall back onto the locket. He was doing this for Draga, but he was also doing it for himself. He rarely let himself dwell on his human nature, other than the look it gave him. His body was not fae slender, even though he was not particularly muscly compared to many at the manor, and his features were a mix between his mother's fine bones and his father's heavier ones. That his human heritage might suddenly kick in, making him age like a mortal, was something that had haunted him growing up, but he had made peace with that a while ago. Or he'd thought he had. The opportunity in front of him said maybe he hadn't. Would you still love me if I was suddenly just a human? he asked, as all the self-doubt bubbled up. Draga was beside him in a heartbeat, cupping his face in two gentle hands. I love you, Draga told him, with a sincerity that burned in his eyes. Your magic is beautiful. Your supernatural healing is useful for the games we play and the job we do, and I am thankful for them every day. But I love you. I love Oliver Lewis, the man with a gentle heart, a wicked sense of humour, and a mind sharper than just about anyone else I know. I will love you with all my heart for as long as you will let me, and we can throw that away tonight and it will make no difference to how much. Ollie felt the ridiculous urge to cry and had to blink it away. Oh, Ollie, Draga said, dragging him in for a hug. He wound his arms round the strong back of his mate, and for a few moments he held on, just breathing. Sorry, he apologised when they finally pulled apart. I ruined the mood. Never apologise for what you feel, Draga told him in a very serious tone. I think I'd like to feel you inside me, Ollie said, in what he was all too aware was a very ham-fisted way of glossing over his emotional breakdown. Draga looked at him hard. Please, he added. Draga reached up and gently swiped at his cheek with a soft thumb. Possibly one tear had escaped. Very well, Draga replied but if it becomes too much, you will tell me. Ollie nodded. No games for this, Draga added. We are equals in this relationship, and I will not risk you to strange magic picking up the wrong signals. I will activate the locket with my blood. We will put it on you, and I will show you just how much I love you, and love it when you take my cock into your beautiful body. Will that be good for you? A good percentage of Ollie's blood headed south, and his cock gave a hearty twitch at Draga's words. 
Fuck yes, he agreed. But please, can I suck your cock first? You can have anything you want, beloved, Draga said. Ollie sank to his knees with a moan. He loved Draga's cock any way he could get it, and he adored making sure Draga was hard and weeping before his mate fucked him senseless. As he licked and sucked, Draga buried long fingers into his hair, pulling just slightly and making him moan. He would have opened his throat and let his mate fuck him deep, but that clearly wasn't what Draga wanted today. He could tell from the micro-movements that Draga was not all calm and controlled as he usually was. There was a small undercurrent of anxiety that had them both slightly on edge. Ollie did his very best to banish it with his mouth, drawing appreciative moans and groans from Draga as often as physically possible. He even lost himself in his goal for a while, only coming back to himself as Draga gently urged him off. That was fantastic, beloved, Draga said, pulling him to his feet. But I must beg for mercy. Nodding, Ollie blinked and kicked his thoughts back into motion. Wait here. Draga told him, picking the locket up from the bed and walking around the side of it in all his naked glory. Throwing the bottle of lube from the bedside table onto the bed, Draga pulled the small sewing kit from the drawer. Neither of them were exactly seamstresses, but it was useful to be able to mend the odd tear from little accidents. Sometimes their games were not conducive to perfect clothes. Ollie watched closely as Draga pulled something from the kit and opened the locket, placing it on the bedside table. Draga took the pin and stabbed his finger with it, letting a drop of bright red blood bubble up from beneath his skin. Ollie could not help thinking it felt like a sacred act as Draga let the drop fall onto the waiting silver. The deep hum of magic he had only felt when he touched the locket before reached Ollie's senses and only increased as Draga clicked the locket shut. He waited at the end of the bed as Draga carried the jewellery before him as if it was something sacred. This is for you, Draga said, coming to a halt in front of him and I accept it with the love with which it is given, Ollie replied. He wasn't sure where the words came from, but they felt right. Draga unclasped the chain, reaching forward and placing it around Ollie's neck, refastening it at the back. As soon as Draga withdrew his hands, the most incredible head rush ran through Ollie, and his legs almost gave way. Ollie? Draga asked, grabbing him before he could fall. I think we were right about the sex, he said, leaning into his mate, because I'm not sure there's any blood left in my brain. Are you all right? Draga asked. Ollie nodded, blinking and waiting for the room to stop lurching. 
It took a moment, but Draga's arms felt wonderful holding him steady, so he couldn't complain. I ache for you, he said, looking Draga right in the eye. Then I must not keep you waiting, his mate replied. The locket felt heavy around Ollie's neck, as if it was made of something much heavier than silver, and he gladly lay down as Draga urged him to do so. Draga's cock hung heavy and proud as Ollie climbed up the bed and lay down on his back, and he could not take his eyes off it. His mouth watered as he remembered how much he had enjoyed sucking it. All his thoughts were narrowing down to Draga, and his dick throbbed just thinking about what Draga had promised to do to him. He opened his legs, spreading them wide as Draga climbed onto the bed as well. So perfect, beloved, Draga said, running his hand along Ollie's spread thighs. Only for you, Ollie said, eyes roaming all over Draga's magnificent form. That this man was his never ceased to amaze him. I am going to open you up, loosen you just enough with my fingers so I can fuck you open properly with my cock, Draga told him. Would you like that? God, yes, Ollie assured him. He could already imagine the delicious burn. Draga knew his body so well, he was an expert on his limits and what would turn him on like the Blackpool lights rather than turn him off. Draga picked up the lube and Ollie lifted his legs, hooking his hands behind his knees to make sure he was fully on display. The growl of want that slipped out of Draga's throat was worth the strain of holding still, Draga's slick fingers found his needy hole, first one, then two, as Draga mercilessly rubbed hard against his prostate. He moaned, long, low, and wanting as his mate worked him. I love seeing you like this, Draga told him, open and begging for my cock. Fuck yes, please, Ollie responded. I need you, I want you. But I only have two fingers in you, beloved, Draga pointed out, moving them in and out with deliberate slowness. Now Draga had big hands, so he had big fingers, but he also had a big cock, much bigger than two fingers. I don't care, Ollie replied, more desperate than he had imagined, Please, please fill me up. If you are sure, Draga teased him with his words and his fingers. It was maddening. Yes, please now, Ollie begged. Give me your cock. Draga pulled his fingers free and knelt up. He made a show of taking the lube and slicking up his long, beautiful cock. Ollie could not take his eyes off it. The anticipation made his stomach flutter, even as the locket sat heavily on his chest. When Draga lined up and pushed carefully at Ollie's waiting body, 
It burned. He was nowhere near loose enough. Not really. But he was good at this game. He loved this game. Forcing his muscles to relax, he made his hole let Draga in. My beautiful mate, Draga praised, voice tight as he pushed in, millimeter by millimeter. Ollie groaned deep in his chest, throwing his head back at the pleasure-pain mix that flooded his body in all the best ways. The burn was delicious, and he could feel every tiny increment as Draga slid into his desperate hole. His ass cried out at the abuse, but he demanded his body respond and let his mate claim him. So tight, so utterly perfect, Draga told him, and he reveled in it. Can you take all of me? Yes, Ollie gasped out. Yes, he promised. By the time Draga was fully seated in him, he was panting and sweating, and he was swimming in an endorphin high that had him desperate for more. You look wrecked, beloved, Draga said, stroking across his chest. Wreck me some more, Ollie pleaded. It was amazing. He felt so open and raw, seated on Draga's cock, and he was desperate for everything his mate could give. He held himself ready to be used as Draga started to move, pulling out and pushing back in with small, little thrusts. He mewled each time, demanding that his body give in and let Draga have everything. The way Draga groaned with each increasing slide turned Ollie's insides to fire and ice. Slowly, gradually increasing the pace, Draga did exactly as he had promised. He fucked Ollie open until he was taking all of him each time. You are so very beautiful, Draga told him. Such a good mate. That almost did it for Ollie right there, just those words. You want to come, don't you? Draga said, and he nodded. He wondered if Draga would make him beg. Sometimes he liked to beg. Touch yourself, were the whispered words that took him by surprise. Show me how stunning you are when you come on my cock. And sometimes he didn't need to beg at all. He took his own cock in hand, pumping the foreskin around the shaft in time with Draga's urgent thrusts. Draga was all primal power and need, encased in perfect control, and Ollie was sure his mate was the most magnificent sight he could ever want. He ached, he needed, and he could feel his orgasm curled like a viper ready to strike. Perfect mate, beloved, Draga said, and that was it. Ollie came so hard his cum hit the locket sitting on his chest. It glowed red, his sense of magic lit up like a Christmas tree on top of a nuclear reactor, and he stared up at Draga enwrapped. Their bond hummed between them as their magic mixed freely, and it glowed with the extra power from the locket. 
It was warm, almost cheerful as it radiated into him, and he could feel the spot of skin under the locket reflecting the metaphysical warmth. He felt pleasantly happy, and he smiled. I love you, he said, looking into the face of the only man he had ever loved. And I love you too, Draga replied, remaining within him as they felt the magic activating. Slowly, however, warm became hot. He was quite familiar with a little pain, however, actively enjoying it, so he breathed through his nose and let it wash through him. Okay, Draga asked. Ollie nodded. Intense, he replied as a means of explanation. He had barely finished speaking when the locket glowed blood red. It was like someone had stabbed him through the chest with a red-hot poker. He could not breathe as all the air escaped from his lungs in one rush. The locket almost seemed to shatter like a broken mirror, with a hundred tiny fragments, but holding its shape as if it was in a frame. White light escaped from the fissures, and the smallest little lightning bolts skipped across its surface. Ollie did his best to gasp in some oxygen, but he barely managed it. All he could do was stare at the locket. For a moment he thought his eyesight was failing him, but his chest remained in focus, even as the locket went fuzzy on the edges. It seemed to be there, but not there, before it disappeared into his chest between one heartbeat and the next. Only the chain remained on the outside, as if the locket had never been. Now he could feel the lightning. It lanced through him as if searching out every part of him it could possibly reach. It was possibly the most excruciating thing he had ever felt. Ollie's last thought was, should have known this would fucking hurt, before the lightning reached his brain and everything went black. Josh woke up with a start, lifting himself off the bed where he had been sprawled on his front. What the fuck was that? he asked, turning to where Lucy was staring back at him from the other side of a still-sleeping Pippa. They were in Lucy's huge bed, and had been for several hours before they finally fell asleep. Josh was blaming magic and poor impulse control, but the sex had been epic, so he wasn't complaining. You know what? he said as he saw Lucy frown as if she had little more idea than him. I don't want to know. I'm going back to sleep. There is such a thing as too much in one day, and I just found the line. Lucy laughed quietly, but Josh didn't care. He was tired and he needed to sleep. Wake me if there's a crisis, he added in a sleepy mumble as he felt Lucy climbing out of the bed. Ollie gasped awake, feeling as if every nerve he had was jangling with residual energy. He was still on his back on the bed, and Draga was kneeling by his side, holding Ollie's face between his big hands. "'Are you back?' Draga asked, almost like he had been lost in subspace. "'I'm back,' he said, as his brain started reasserting his equilibrium. How do you feel? was the next calm and sensible question. Ollie took a moment to think about that. Everything's loud, he said as he catalogued the room. 
and bright. Does anything hurt? Draga asked. Ollie took another moment before shaking his head. It's like I've been electrocuted or had a blast of magic run through me, he explained, but it doesn't hurt, and it's fading. Do I look different? he added. You look as beautiful as ever, Draga told him, but you have one completely white lock of hair right here. Draga's fingers ran through his hair above his right eyebrow. It is very fetching, Draga told him. You couldn't just have tattooed property of Draga on my ass like any normal possessive bastard, Ollie asked, lifting up to claim a kiss as he did so. He lay back down, grinning. It was dawning on him that he felt positively amazing. The room probably seems bright because you have picked up some of the animal senses, Draga told him, leaning back and letting him sit up. Ooh, kinky, he said, because he really wasn't feeling like being serious. The day had been far too serious in his opinion. Now he wanted to have some fun. Acting on impulse, he lifted up and pushed Draga onto his back on the bed. It only dawned on him when he was sitting astride his mate that that had been far easier than it should have been. Did I get stronger too? he asked, looking down at Draga in wonder. It would seem so, Draga replied, and all Ollie could see was pride in his mate's eyes. Ollie grinned. Maybe we should make sure some of our restraints still work, he suggested, just to be sure. It would seem like a valid experiment, Draga agreed, running hands up his sides and making him shiver. A very light knock on their door made him groan as they were interrupted. It's probably Lucy, Draga said, urging him to get off. We were a little loud. Ollie knew he wasn't talking about volume. I will be back in a few moments. Pick the toys you would like to play with. That was an instruction Ollie could get right behind. It had been a year of upheaval and change, but love and family had remained constant. They were headed for Christmas and all the fun that always came with the holiday season, and he couldn't wait to see what the next year would bring. Lucy walked away from Draga and Ollie's rooms with a small smile on her face after having a quiet word with her right-hand man. She did not blame Draga for jumping at the chance his mother had given him. If it had been her, she was sure she would have done the same. When it came to magic, there was always the question of consequences, but what she had felt had not alarmed her. More intrigued so she was not really worried. Once again, she had to wonder what it was like to have just one person to love beyond all reason. It was not a concept she could completely understand, even though it filled her with joy to see it in others. Maybe one day she would. Maybe it would never be clear to her. It didn't matter to her. Lucy had her family all around her, she would protect them with everything she was, no matter what came calling. They were safe again now, 
and the preparations they had made this time would only make them safer in the future. Lucy was content. As she walked back towards her room, she wondered if Josh was asleep again yet. He was a delightful lover, and she was beginning to feel the familiar tingle between her legs as she woke up properly. Conflict always encouraged her libido, igniting her more primitive aspects, and she was pretty sure it wouldn't take much to encourage Josh's either. The real wild card was Pippa, but the she-wolf had shown herself to be incredibly enthusiastic as well. Lucy's smile widened. She headed back to bed with a spring in her step. And there we have it, lovelies, the thrilling and sexy conclusion to season two of The Manor. I very much hope you have enjoyed all the delicious episodes as we learned so much about those living at the manor under Lucy's powerful protection. Who knows what may happen in season three? Please don't forget to pick up your copy of the ebook that goes with this episode to read all the exciting adventures and extra plot that we just don't have time for in the podcast. It is available at all major online retailers. All the links are at virginiawaits.com in this week's blog post, so pop on over to check it out. Thank you. It helps us to continue to produce delicious content. We at Sexy Stories are going to be taking a break for a while now as we gather ourselves and plan for season three. We have no firm return date yet as we plot and devise more lovely, naughty content for our wonderful listeners, so it would make me very, very happy if you would subscribe to the podcast so you never miss any of the delightful fun. Thank you so much for joining me throughout the last year for season one and two of The Manor and all the sensual stories in between. I look forward to more time with you later in the year. Until next time, lovelies, stay naughty and be safe. Music from filmmusic.io Moonlight Hall by Kevin MacLeod Incomtech.com License CC by creativecommons.org